Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. Raven Bookstore is our bookstore solidarity project partner for September. They're located in Lawrence, Kansas, and we're speaking with Chris, who's one of the co-owners of Raven. Chris, can you tell us a little bit um, about what makes Raven Bookstore special and different? Yeah, um, it has a lot of like really kind of a rich history. And, um, you know, we've had just a number, maybe like three owners before Danny, um, when he bought the store in 2017 and each owner like kind of had their own little touch on the store and, you know, kind of continues, um, traditionally, you know, we kind of keep traditions, a lot of them alive and keep them going and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, Danny bought the store and, um, that was like a cool, they kind of changed from, um, before, like before I was hired actually from a previous owner named Heidi, um, and she was incredible and, um, taught, you know, pretty much my entire like book selling kind of like, um, ethos is kind of relating to a lot of, uh, just kind of what she taught me and stuff like that. And um, she, I think was just kind of getting ready to, um, you know, change directions a little bit. She actually didn't end up um, opening another bookstore, but she at first I think wanted to kind of change directions a little bit. And so, uh, you know, Danny was uh, there to be able to take on the mantle, which was nice. And then um, in 2022, he, uh, you know, offered us all like shares in the store. So we all became essentially, um, not all of us, but a, a majority of us became, um, you know, employee owners and stuff too. And so that was kind of a fun uh, kind of just like shift in the mindset of, you know, working at a business into like running a business essentially. And like, you know, we were already kind of like helping, you know, run like day-to-day -day operations and just keeping the the flow of everything going and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, kind of gives it a little bit more, uh, you know, equity and obviously like for real. And then also just like, you know, just thinking about all the logistics of what it means to be a bookstore and like what kind of bookstore we want to be and like um, become, you know what I mean? Cause uh, you know, I, that's i my i'm a musician as well and so in my mind i was always like oh this is something that i can kind of come in and out of and i will you know always do music i'll always do um books um but now i'm like definitely like more mindset like this is something i really do want to do forever and um, i just want to make like this bookstore like the best possible bookstore and you know make other bookstores better too hopefully in the process of um just kind of like all, all of us like raising each other up so yeah nice, nice. That's great. You know, and, and we have a similar, you know, worker owner model because, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, the workers create the value of, yes, you know, the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So they should own a piece of Absolutely. You know, yeah. what is the material value. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but backing it up a little bit. So what made you get into book selling personally in the first place? Yeah, sure. Um, I was actually, um, so, uh, you know, we're located in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, I, I grew up in Topeka um, and then uh, lived in Lawrence for a little while. I lived in Chicago, um, kind of between Topeka and Lawrence, and then actually lived in Brooklyn um, for a good amount of time, too, and uh, play music and stuff. And I kind of really just wanted to be kind of centrally located, um, so that way I can go to the West Coast and the East Coast um, pretty simply. And, um, you know, I essentially came to Lawrence, um, you know, ready to kind of 
see if there was a, um, you know, if I wanted to settle here kind of essentially and um, didn't take long for me to kind of realize I did. I, you know, I met, I met someone and that was uh, made it made it a lot easier too. Um, and then I, I actually honestly kind of just applied at a couple different, like really like staple, like Lawrence, like locations, like a hardware store that's staple, a grocery store that's staple and the Raven that's like a staple, you know, and I was just like, I want, um, I'm sorry, my battery went low there. Um, I want, uh, you know, I want to work at a place that's like got a, like a tradition behind it and stuff like that. And I got, I got asked, you know, I got, I got the job at the grocery store. I got the job at the bookstore and I had to kind of decide, you know, do I want like cheap books, cheap groceries? And I decided I wanted uh, cheaper books and, uh. You know, I, you know, obviously I don't regret a single moment of it. And, um, but yeah, that, that's honestly like, that's, that's what had me apply for the job. But, um, my dad also, um, as well as being a musician, he also, um, worked in like a place called Hastings, which is like a books, music and video store kind of in the Midwest. And, um, so my entire life, like, even though I saw like the effects of retail, like kind of being a little gnarly at times, you know, uh, I definitely still always like would go with him and like definitely appreciated like the, um, you know, just like the organization of like working on like bookshelves and like, you know, I, he would, he would just like take me to work sometimes and I would like organize all the Dr. Seuss books or just like, you know, just something in the children's section that I could like enjoy while I'm looking at and then also uh, help out around, uh, I guess, like free labor in, in, a, in a way, but, you know, <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it was all, uh, that's, I think that definitely inspired me too. And obviously like, I've always loved, loved like bookstores and been drawn to like libraries and, um, bookstores and just like um just love the idea of browsing and sitting and just looking with something for a long time so nice um what's your day-to-day -day role at the raven and what are the funnest days yeah um i technically am um labeled the inventory manager um i'm kind of also you know amongst other managers well we're kind of like all you know a couple general managers and stuff and um my day-to-day -day roles i do a lot of like the online orders and um get all the kind of stuff processed for just uh you know getting books like um the restock and kind of doing that stuff and then when the books arrive then i also um doing a lot of the receiving and like opening the boxes and um just doing uh you know the kind of you know like matching the orders and getting everything ready for shelving and stuff like that um but yeah it's like the other day we were we had a kind of a meeting where we were kind of talking about our tasks and it's just i honestly like i have a really hard time like actually like listing my tasks just because like any given day it could just be any number of variables that like decide kind of where, where i go and like who i talk to and like what i do and um i kind of like that just because it gives me like the freedom you know to uh still kind of like do do a role but also kind of be available to um, help out and you know um put fires out and stuff like that i kind of you know i always like I feel like I'm kind of a good cooler too. So like if a situation's like tense or like anything like that, I can kind of like, you know, be there too, to just kind of help dissipate it a little bit. Or, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from like Roadhouse and, you know, just like the idea of just being like a, like a person that's just there to like kind of chill the whole situation. And I, I kind of have that um, vibe pretty good. So, um, but a good day. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you have a lot of situations that need to be de-escalated? No, not really. No. Uh, you know, there's definitely like, um, times where that happens obviously with retail and just um in terms of just the um the world at large i suppose uh but in general no it's um it's pretty like good energy most of the time and um you know we have a really incredible like um like customers and um you know regulars and stuff like that so uh it's it's definitely like we're we're very lucky in terms of um just the energy that kind of surrounds us most of the time um i was gonna say though to a good day is um on Mondays, generally my dog Arrow comes with me, and he's like a Chawini. And uh, we have a we have a store cat, right? So his name is Dashel, and uh, we have, we used to have another one too named Nayo. 
and she retired. So she actually is um, living elsewhere, but she's uh, she's still alive, still kicking. Um, and then Dashiell is kind of, you know, the, the king of the king of the castle. But um, he he and Arrow get along really well, which is great. And um, Arrow's a Chewini, so he's like about the size, if not a little smaller than Dashiell. And so I think that also plays into like Dashiell's like uh, respect for him, you know, is that he like uh, he can take him if he needed to. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like yeah. that. The, yeah. this, well, the visual on this is fantastic for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what like, you know, part of this is that most of our audience is publishers. Mm -hmm. So what would you like publishers to better understand about book selling? Sure. Um, you know, I, 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 it's one of those kind of thoughts that like uh, in the moment, I always have like a million different thoughts and then kind of recollecting and I'm just like, oh, what what was that thought I had? But, you know, I mean, I feel like still consistently one of the biggest things is like damages is just the idea of books being sent with like very little care and like love for the books, you know, and um, I, you know, not to not to just uh, um, can I swear? I don't even know. Like, what is it? Is, it, is swearing okay? it's just for that yeah it's just for that you know just for that saying to blow smoke up your ass like i'm not gonna say that but like i've you know microcosm you all send us stuff like very well very well packed very like you can tell whoever put it in the box um like enjoys the books that they're putting in the box and isn't just like just like i gotta get these out just to these people that i hate as well you know anyway it's just like you can tell that there's like love um obviously there's always um any kind of again like variables that can shift things but for the most part it's um always like a lot of love and you know care and you can tell that um you know there's sometimes where i have to finally like reach out to either a rep or like a customer service like head honcho and be like listen we've ordered this book like four times and every single time like it's come like worse and and i'm just like do you it, you, I, you have to love this book like how could you not understand that this is like a work of art you know and you, you know because i just try to you know i try to appeal to their like understanding for that because th that's one thing that's always boggled my mind and um you know even just like also like like uh materials that are used for making certain books you know that's another thing that i love about like you guys and like two dollar radio and stuff is just like the materials are so good and you can just tell that like they're consistent and again like people are actually putting thought into like what they're using um sometimes you get like a book that you like people are really like heavily anticipating and like you can tell that they just slapped it together and they were just like oh we'll get like 30 bucks a pop on this and that's gonna be great and it's like oh but it's hard for us too to like sell that sometimes when it doesn't look that great or you know comes with any other number of things so i don't know like you know i i feel like that's kind of like a um you know rep repetitive thing it's just the damages thing but yeah just it's constantly like in my mind especially since i'm doing receiving all the time and um i really do like i said love books and so it's like when i see books that are just like disrespected i'm just like ah like how how could they do this to that you know and um i don't know it's just frustrating so and also just those like ravioli, like those like flat, like mailer things that they use. Like, yes. I just, I, I still don't understand like what the logic is behind, like how you're even supposed to open that, you know, like they, there's like a little perforated, like half circle thing. And it's just like, what's that for? Is that, is that supposed to do something? So. Oh. Right. <laughs> we, the highlight of this year, 2023 mm -hmm. has been that two different booksellers came, are owners of bookstores which I guess now could potentially include yourself as well, hmm. came up and cried to me about how well we pack boxes. Yeah, and, I believe And it. I was like, of all the things to be <laughs> like overwhelming with emotion, I was like, that's the, that's the one. Yeah, but, that's so funny. 
but it's just because yeah. like the bar is so low. Yeah, and people are constantly suggesting that we outsource our warehousing, and we're like, no, why would we no, do that? Yeah, yeah, that's just. I mean, yeah, just I, amazing. Absolutely, yeah, no, totally, and yeah, it's just you can tell that like they are cared for as well, which is nice. You know what I mean? Because again, it's like um, just certain things you can just tell that when they're not they're not being like uh, cared for, and you're just like ah, like this is this is frustrating. Like you know, obviously, like I like sympathize, and I like like I realize that they're probably like overworked and or like you know packing like tons and tons of boxes and I know how like I used to do that in Brooklyn when I lived out there I was like packing boxes all day so I know how like tedious and hard that can be too so it's like that also it's like hard to like um, reconcile just be like I'm not mad at that person I'm mad at this person for not doing better at this that you know what I mean so it's just yes, like totally. stuff like that too yeah but well, sort of the converse of that last question, I guess, is there anything that you notice as a bookseller and store co-owner that um, publishers seem to think is really important, but that doesn't actually matter to you? Um, not particularly off the top of my head. Um, you know, there's definitely a certain kind of, I think, like pre-order swag that we don't necessarily even necessarily like know how to distribute, you know, because there, there are certain things that obviously people really do like and really love, and there's certain other things that we get sometimes and we just don't know how to even put it out in the store for people to enjoy. And like, we, you know, we obviously make, um, you know, we'll put it in a bag and be like, if somebody buys this book, make sure you hand them this like thing or whatever. And sometimes, like, sometimes it happens, but not always. And then just also, you know, sometimes they'll send us like a hundred like pre-order bookmarks for a book that's been out for like three months or something like that too. And you're just like, yeah, that's, cool but again yeah it's like what's the what, what am i supposed to do with this and you know i i don't know there's uh yeah I, yeah I, th I think that's it you know it's just kind of the um resources and just the amount of like certain resources and like what resources are being used for what certain things you know and um it's just again kind of hard to like uh understand sometimes like why they're choosing to do certain things and then not choosing to do other things like this like this would make a lot of sense if they would do that and you know i wish i could be like specific because i would hopefully can help you know publisher with that thought but in in the sense like it just seems that you know there's again like money being distributed for a certain idea that like maybe seemed good at one point but like doesn't necessarily like relate uh, to the same extent anymore you know so Maybe they could put that money into their warehouse instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or just like a you know a little nicer paper or something. You know, just like a like a one cent more paper that's just like softer on the books or you know I don't know something like that. So yeah, I've run into yeah. this all the time where I'm and you know and it's just because like the people you know sales will like suggest something to a publisher, especially if they're a distributed client publisher mm -hmm. that is like so disconnected from the reality you know i mean we're we were constantly told to like make a poster for a new book and then we would be like oh okay the the stores want posters and then you send them posters and they're like we didn't have room for this like where would we put this and you know like well, who do you think you are you know yeah that's so funny yeah <laughs> it's just like over and over and it got to the point where we were like oh we should just like disregard all that advice like we yeah. should just like make good books mm. And then if a store, and you know, and this is like a thing at trade shows too, where like people are constantly like, have swag for the booksellers, and it's you know, and then you like have like a junky plastic pen that says like, the name of the new book or you know whatever that's like hyped and then forgotten in six months, and you're like, that's not like nobody is gonna remember that book from that pen, that, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, definitely, yeah. So I appreciate you calling out swag. <laughs> often misguided.
It can be definitely. And you know, and like, and I would love to see usable, practical, cool swag that you mm -hmm. like. You're like, okay, this actually is, you know, makes sense. You know, it's like I have so many tote bags from publishers from conventions yes. that yes. like. That Everybody's grocery store knows about those publishers now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I think like the the room I'm in right now, we we have like an area that's just like a part of a um, shelf is just full of tote bags. You know what I mean? Like that we've gotten as like like swagger, like from all the conventions and stuff we've gone to. Like we because we come back with like ten tote bags and we're like, all right, if anybody wants a tote bag, we got one. And so you know, it's just kind of it's one of those things. And you know, I I use two tote bags, and that's about my that's that's all that's the extent of the tote bags I need. So <laughs> one's for me, one's for Arrow. You know, it's just how it works. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I like yeah. that. So, so what's the most important part of book selling to you? Yeah, um, you know, access. Just like you know, I love uh, I love distribution of ideas and access, and just uh, you know, I I love reading um, like pretty like esoteric, like almost like barely uh, narrative kind of like books. You know, sometimes they're fiction, sometimes they're nonfiction. Um, but I, you know, I also love poetry and I love reading like a sci-fi story and I love, um, memoir and there's a lot of like different types of books that I love. And, um, I think that's just like my main thoughts with books is just that like to give yourself like variety and to like explore the variety of different stuff. That way you can, um, you know, learn more and like learn more about yourself and learn more about others as well. You know, um, yeah, like, you know, kind of said earlier, just that books have always been, a, um, like a solace for me. And, you know, when I was like, living in a small town in central Kansas. And I used to be able, you know, it was like uh, early, early nineties. And I could like walk to the library from my house, like by myself. And I would just like spend hours, like just like, like hanging out in the, in the, like the stacks of the library and just like pulling books off the shelf that some of them were like way above my head. And some of them were like, right, you know, at my level and stuff, but just looking at them was like, what was important to me and, you know, trying to um, understand like what they were doing, you know? So that's kind of what my favorite thing about books is. And, you know, they're all just like, um, pretty like beautiful objects generally. Let's hope. So, yeah. so slightly different topic. Um, during the pandemic, the Raven did so many different cool initiatives. Like you had, you know, curbside pickup and bike delivery before other people did. You were, you had kind of this program where people could like buy books for each other, or like buy books for people in need. Um, did you, did any of those programs stick? Like have you kept any of them? Yeah, I think honestly, all of them, except I mean, except we we still do have like um in our like pickup message like like curbside is available. Like if somebody doesn't want to come in, they can call our phone and we'll run out to them or whatever. Um, but yeah, we still do like free in town delivery, um, and we still do like a lot of like mystery boxes and um, yeah, I think like most of the um initiatives stuck. Like we we are now like a masks optional place. We we were like one of the last holdouts in Lawrence that like still like required masks. Um, it was like us in another place for a really long time. Um, and then I think we just kind of, you know, a lot of our booksellers still do wear masks. And um, you know, during like flu season and other times, like I'll I'll probably still wear a mask a lot too. And um, you know, definitely value the this that we just couldn't offer them anymore. Like when we were requiring them, we were like buying them for the customers as well. Um, and we just kind of got to a point like where we just couldn't like supply the city with masks um, yeah. because like we were like, at you know, there'd be like a Saturday, like I'd be working and like somebody come in and like just grab like 10 masks out of the box and just like walk out of the store and be like, oh, OK, yeah, you're like just taking those. That's that's fair, I guess. Uh, you know, we wanted them to be here, but that, OK, that's fine. You know, so it's just that kind of stuff, too. Like we just kind of had to make some choices. And um, but yeah, for the most part, like I'd say a lot of it like has uh, stuck and, you know. 
just um, in terms of like um, employee, you know, if somebody gets sick, like um, our uh, sick leave is like pretty generous and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff too. It's like, we just try to make sure that people are safe and taking care of themselves and not feeling like they have to uh, um, like hurt themselves for the bottom line or anything like that, you know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part of it too. You know, mm -hmm. we, we may have outdone you in that we still have not reopened our bookstore oh, yeah. in, after going out or I guess more than three and a half years. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's like, <laughs> but it's, it's partly due to like, we had to shift the, that staff to receiving and mm -hmm. other things and that space to storage because, yeah. Yeah. but that's understandable. Definitely. I do joke that we are the like most health conscious bookstore because we're we still feel You're that still it is not, <laughs> it's fair yeah no that's totally safe i understand but it it is <laughs> it's, it's it is sad because then people will like come from out of town and then they'll like want to and then you know it's yeah. the awkward conversation of like sorry yeah. we aren't set up for browsing yet yeah it's hard i hear that yes still you know and you know because it's like a lot of most people like portland is big in tourism so a lot of people are coming from like far far you know they're mm -hmm. coming from your, your part of the country or right. you know speaking of and we do have buddies in topeka so that's like oh, a nice small world we did a bunch of, of touring events there years ago and so oh, cool yeah that's been neat to see like that town become yeah, you know to yeah fruition. i love it absolutely yeah i love topeka it's uh, like i said you know i grew up there so i have a I have an affinity for it for sure, and uh, it's one of my my, my uh, you know there's a lot of great a lot of great people there. That's like the main the main thing about Topeka. Yeah. So, do you have a, a like a funny bookstore story to send us away with? Um, um, yeah, you know, uh, there's like quite quite a few. Obviously, uh, just working in retail, there's like always like a lot of wild situations that occur. Um, one of my like kind of like kind of favorite like recent things that happened was um, there's a regular. Um, whose name is Annie, who's, you know, she's a octogenarian, like she's probably been coming here for um, well beyond my time of working here. I've worked here for like 10 years and she's probably been like a customer for like over 20. Um, I think she used to sell used books like also, or she was all like a bookseller of some kind too. So she kind of has that mindset as well. And, um, you know, she's kind of a curmudgeon, but she definitely has like taken like a liking to me and like we get along very well. And, um, you know, I, I really do love her. Like she's just one of my favorite like people and, um, recently uh one of her like um so yeah essentially like every like christmas you know she'll like bring us like a list of like every family member and she she like of anyone that i know she gives more gifts to like you know her brother's cousin's um wife or you know what i mean like she's giving more gifts to like the most like distant unrelated to people that you can imagine and um but she came in one day with like a family member and they were like they're like she buys a lot of books doesn't she and i was like i was like yeah she does i was like she's one of our like best customers one of my favorites and she is like she's like yeah they were like i don't think we've ever had a christmas where we haven't gotten like a stack of books from you guys and like from her you know like are we she was like we have your bookmarks like all over our house and they lived in like i think wisconsin or in michigan or something like that and um and she was like yeah she's like so i'm just visiting for the day and she was like yeah she had to take me to her uh her lawyer her accountant and her bookseller and so that i was you know part of that three which i just love that i'm like part of like the triumvirate of like her three most important people like in her um her town you know so uh it just you know made me feel pretty special and uh, i i like that i like that story a lot just because i was just like oh cool like i i'm right up there with like lawyers and accountants you know what i mean that's so, great yeah maybe even more important exactly no yeah absolutely <laughs>
And I think that's it's like a professional service on that level, you know, often maybe like not appreciated as such, but I think right. it is like the, you know, the skill level is absolutely like very, very contextual, you know, yeah. and it's like very knowledge driven and, you know, a good bookseller is, um, you know, really it's everything. But yeah, for sure. One of the hardest things you do in life, like doing your taxes, buying holiday gifts, you need strong yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah. Need exactly. Expert. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah. And you know, I, I know the kind of books she likes. So like when a new book comes in that I know she's gonna like, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that she sees that. You know, some like her eyes and her ears beyond just like her uh, curator. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. yeah. My Thanks pleasure. Thank you. And yeah, thank you all so much with us to get the books to the people. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank really you. Yeah, with you all. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really do love Microcosm a lot. So thank you guys for doing what you uh, do. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, and that's, we'll, yeah, we'll make some more for you. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell them. <laughs> Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.